Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. If the boys were in here moving things, but I felt like they were. Okay, I'm going to calm down now. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, thank you, Romanda. You're so sweet. I love my sisters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, we bless you, we praise you. We magnify you. We lift up holy hands. We thank you, Lord. My God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you. My God, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. You know, when I have been faced with all kinds of challenges. Um, and I have, I have, I have, I have, um, persecution seems to come, um, the test to come, um, the enemy is real, um, but I know God to be sovereign. And one of the things that I know is if I remove what I should think, I think should happen and I just let God have his way, like I let God lead this thing, it's so different in the end. Like it's so different in the end, it becomes so different in the end when I let God have his way. Like when I make a decision, you know what? I'm not gonna try to fix this. I'm not gonna try to rush this. And then I focus on Thanksgiving. And I have this whole thing that I do when I'm anxious and I'm worried and I'm confused and I'm scared. And I get all those things. Like I get all those things. Sometimes people think my faith is so strong and like I ain't got no worries or I ain't got no issues or I ain't got no problems. I get all those things, right? And I, I get to my sweet spot. That's what I call my, my altar, my secret place of God. And I get in my sweet spot and I just lay there on my back and I just breathe God in. And it's like every time I breathe him in, I just release a thank you, 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 thank you. And I do that about seven times. And then I get to about the seventh spot. And it seems like praise made a way. It seems like praise made a way. It seems like praise shifted my position. It seems like praise, like praise just put me in the position and just simply say, you know what? <laughs> you can do all things through Christ. Like, it seems like then I can grab on to my spiritual truths. Then I can say, Lord, have your way. Then I can endure. But what I've learned, it's not on me. It's when I position myself at his feet. And I just say, dad, you know what? I trust you. I trust you with this circumstance. I trust you with this situation. I trust you with my problems. I trust you with my issues. 
I'm laying everything at your feet. Because there's nothing I can do about it anyway. There's There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do about it anyway. Right? And that's when I find my strength. That's when my faith is being built up. So Lord, I thank you. I bless you, I praise you, I magnify you, I glorify you. Praise is so real. Praise changes the atmosphere. Praise shifts shifts the thing. Praise is our calling card. And some of you may be like, Lakeisha, I don't have a praise in me, right? I I don't have a praise in me. I don't, I don't have a praise in me. I promise you do. Like, I promise you do. I promise, like, I promise you do. Even if you just start with, thank you, 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 thank you. Because gratitude shifts my perspective. Gratitude shifts my perspective. Yeah, Mama Jeanette, and God inhabits the praise of his people. And so when he inhabits, I know for a fact change is going to come. So, Lord, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you. Can you just do that with me this morning? Just just take you some deep breaths and release. Just breathe God in for a second. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right? And take you, a, take you another deep breath. And breathe God in and just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You'll start finding anxiety leaving your body. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. I feel him. I feel his presence. I feel the invitation to come closer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now make this last one a real, real deep breath. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There is none like you. There is none. 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 There is none, there is none, there is none, there is none, there is none. There is none like you. There is none. There is none like you. There is none like you. There is none. There is none like you. My God, you are my strength. You are my portion. Um, I need to, uh, let me go on and get my tissue. <laughs> I need to stand in the gap for um, a friend today. And we don't get to talk often, but uh, she stands in need. She stands in need. She stands. She stands in need. And they had to place her on the transplant list. And she's a young woman. And she's a mother and she's a wife. And she needs a new heart. She needs a new heart. She needs a brand new heart. And I don't I know daddy can give her one. I know daddy can 
give her one. See, I've been in this same position before. Um, my One of my best friends was in need of a kidney. He was in need of a kidney. And we were down to the wire. Like we were down to the last two weeks. We were down to the last two weeks. They, they had told him if something doesn't happen in the last two weeks, that's what they told us. We need something to happen now. If something doesn't happen in the last two weeks, in these next two weeks, if something does not occur, this is it for you. That's what they told us. That's what they said to us. And when I tell you, daddy, God moved at the midnight hour. When I tell you, daddy, when, when I tell you, daddy, God showed up and showed out. And when we were down to the last two weeks, all of a sudden, a kidney was available. He had been on the list for all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a kidney, like all of a sudden, a kidney was available. All of a, all of a sudden, when it didn't make sense, a kidney was available. So we're just going to take it by faith this morning. We're just going to stand. And, and, and if you know of someone that's in need of a miracle, let's stand in the gap. Like it could be a miracle in their face. I'm not talking about a miracle. I'm talking about they at the midnight hour. They standing in the midnight hour. They standing in a circumstance and a situation. They standing in a midnight hour. Our nation is in a midnight hour. Right? Our nation is in a midnight hour. They're standing at the midnight hour. They're standing just on the brink of needing to see God do something spectacular for them. Well, that's exactly where my friend is. She's in the midnight hour. And she needs God to move like never before. And I trust God enough that he can either restore her heart or he's going to bring her a brand new heart. But whatever I do, I believe God. So Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we lift up Tasha to you. You were already bruised for her iniquities. You were already chastised for her peace. Spit on, talked about, dogged out for God's glory. So Lord God, we lay her on the altar before you. And we thank you for you being healer. Daddy, give her a brand new heart. Give her a brand new heart. Give her a brand new heart. Open doors that no man can close. Let her feel your courage. Let her feel your strength. Let her feel your love. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. And we stand for her in faith. And Father God, everybody else on this devotional that stands in need of a miracle. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, we press it on in. We press 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 in. We will not give up in faith. We drive out every force of darkness, every principality, every assignment of the evil darkness, every assignment of Satan that has been against her life. We drive you out right now in Jesus name. Thank you. 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 Let your will be done. And Lord, we cry out for mercy for this nation. We repent, God. We repent. And we just ask for your mercy, Lord God. We just ask for your mercy, Lord God, and your grace, Lord God. We need you, Daddy. We need revival to break out. We need people to humble themselves and call themselves by your name. Call on your name, Lord. 
We thank you, Lord God, for redeeming the time, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you judge us according to your loving kindness. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. Now, Lord God, give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. My God. Can I tell you something before I uh, go on? I think this is just a good time. Um, sometimes, usually we do it at the end. I just kind of let the Lord lead, but I feel the presence of the Lord. I think that this is a good time. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your time. I think right in this moment, this is, this is the time. This is the moment. This is right now. This, this is the moment right now. I just believe God right now that this is the moment and the time where you get to choose Jesus because he's already chosen you. And the thing that I love about Jesus is like, he's not a star cross lover. Like he's not somebody that's, um, when he sees you, he sees all your sin or your imperfection or any of that other stuff. No, that's not who he is. He already knew God already knew all the stuff you were going to do. God already knew how, who hard you were. God already knew. But I think this is the moment and the time that you need to make a decision. You know what? I need Jesus. I want, I want what Lakeisha has. And if you want what I got, then you know how you get it. You get it through Jesus. My faith is strong only because of Jesus. I'm a new person only because of Jesus. I can only love the way that I love because of Jesus. That's it. It's only because of Jesus. It's only that's it. It's it. And I, that's how I knew Jesus was real. Like when people were trying to tell me Jesus wasn't real, you know how I knew Jesus was real because the decision that I really made when I made the decision to give him my life, I started transforming. I started being less hateful. I started, I started being less mean. I started becoming more giving. I started becoming more caring. Like when I really surrendered to Jesus and I have a story, I got baptized twice. I was baptized when I was eight, but I came back and I surrendered my life to Christ when I, when I was 27. And that was the decision that I needed Jesus more than I needed myself. And I've made mistakes and I've done, done stuff along the way, but but I'm able to receive his grace and his grace is sufficient for me. And so if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. And I know some of you are like, Lakeisha, how do I know God is even real? I'm praying for you to encounter him like never before. I'm pretty sure Paul, when he was on the road to Damascus to persecute all Christians, for believing what they believe. He was on assignment from the Roman church when he was on the road, when he was on the road to persecute all Christians. I'm pretty sure Paul didn't think he would have the encounter that he did. So I'm praying, I'm praying for your road to Damascus experience. I'm praying that your eyes are open so that you can see. My God, I'm praying for your fortitude and strength. I am telling you, this is why my life changed. I was a hot mess. I was not considerate of others. I was backbiting. I would be gossiping. I was still, I would do anything. Why? Because I did not consider Jesus. I was not there. I was not there. And then when I really surrendered my life to Jesus and I began to renew my mind in the word, my life got so better. <laughs> my life got so better. Like my, my, my life got so better. So like, if you want what I want, if you want the faith, if you want the strength, if you, if you want, if you want all that, like, if you want all of that, then it's in Jesus. It ain't in Lakeisha. I'm just foolish enough not to give up. <laughs> I just am tenacious. I bite on like a bulldog. I just can't give up. Right. It's not, it's not, it's not on Lakeisha. It's not, it has nothing to do with, has everything to do with Jesus. I can't take no credit for who God is or what he does in my life. So I just want you to pray this prayer. Dear Jesus. I'm in need of a Lord and a savior. I'm a sinner. I've sinned. 
And I need you to take away my sins. And Holy Spirit, I need you to come in so that I can learn to love Jesus the best that I can. In Jesus' name, amen. And God promises this. Him that cometh unto me, I will no wise cast out. They've been lying to you about God when they tell you God will cast you out. That's John 6 and 37. They will, they will lie to you. When they tell you God will cast you out, they lying. That's not the kind of God I serve. And then, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Romans 10 and 13. It's not the kind of God I serve. He is the most consistent person I know. He is the most faithful person I know. He has been with me when other people have walked out. When other people have decided they didn't want to live the life that I live. God has never failed me. And I felt his presence. And I've lived in his presence ever since. And even when I hide my face from him, God does not hide his face from me. And I trust God. I trust God. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the soul that got saved. We thank you, Father God, for your very presence with us today. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength and you are my redeemer. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you. For... And, it might, can I t and it may be mystic. It may seem overwhelming and consuming, right? But if you can trust somebody, right, that may be fickle, I promise you, you can trust. You can trust God. You can trust God. You can. Can I tell you something? Um, we're starting in a new series on how to hear God, right? And really be able to discern when God is moving and when God is talking and what God is saying. And so that we're not fearful. Our spirits. I was just listening to something before I came on. Our spirits are really sensitive to God. Our soul often interferes, right? And so this morning we are going to chew on a few scriptures, right? We, we, I gave you my sheep know my voice, right? So now we've got to figure out how to learn and discern God's voice above our own, above the enemy. And so that we can fine tune ourselves with the Holy Spirit. Because we are in a season and an hour like where we need to discern God more than anything else. We need to discern God. We need to discern God. We need to learn to live life by the spirit so that we don't gratify our flesh. And if we're going to be able to do that, if we're going to be able to rest in that, then we're going to have to teach and renew our mind so that our spirit, right? So that our spirit can be sensitive so that, so that our spirit can be sensitive so that we can walk in the fullness of what God is saying so that we, we are not distracted so that we're not consumed. So we're not overwhelmed. Right. And these are the, these are the things that, these are the things that will seem foolish to other, but they're so wise, right? He takes the foolish things and confounds the wise. So these are the things that will seem foolish to others. Let me tell you this yesterday made my third year. My third time, third year, 2017, I left my job of full-time teaching. I loved being a college instructor to chase after God. Yesterday, so LMJ Ministries turned three years in March, right? But yesterday was the third month, the third process for me, the third process, the third year. Signified the third year in which I just would begin to pursue and chase God. June 30th was the last time that I ever worked for anybody else. Because I heard the call of God into something deeper. And the same God that has sustained me for the last three years, taking care of me, provided for me, supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory is the same God that you serve. But I had to deal away with my flesh. I had to deal with, with my flesh. I had to come to my end to end to the end of myself. I had to. I had to come to the end of myself. I had to cut, let go of what I thought was God's truth. 
And the only way that I could do that was that I learned to discern his voice. The acts of the flesh look very different than the acts of the spirit. The acts of the flesh will always gratify the flesh. So if you want to know whether or not the decision that you're making is a decision, come on, Holy Spirit, is a decision from God. If the decision that you're making is to gratify your flesh. If the, if you, if the decision you're making is to meet your needs. If the decision, if you're making a decision and the decision that I'm making is to satisfy anything in my flesh, then that's probably not a decision that's coming from God. There, there go your clarity. That's some clarity, right? That's some clarity. If, if the decision is to, to satisfy my flesh, if that's why I'm making this decision, if I'm making a decision to meet my own needs, then that is probably not a decision that's coming from God. I can put, I can bank on that. I can bank on that. If I'm doing this because I feel like this is what's right. And can I tell you something? God will sometimes move out the way to let you make those decisions. Especially if he's already told you what to do. So if you've been struggling in your finances and God already gave you the strategy for your finances, but you make a decision to operate in anything else, you got to check yourself and ask yourself, am I making this decision out of my flesh? Am I making this because I don't trust or believe God? Or am I doing this because I hear the Lord leading me? If I make the decision to satisfy anything in my flesh, I'm not walking according to the spirit. Well, if a man don't work, he don't eat. I understand all that. I'm not saying that. But every decision I need to make, I need to make because God is, this is led by the spirit. This is attached to spiritual things. This is because this is what God is saying about my life. Yep, Angela, we have free will. You got free will to make any decision. God is not, I promise you, when you make your, your mind up and God let, knows that you've made your mind up, he'll let you make your mind up. And you'll think that's according to his permissible will. And so, yeah, Jacqueline, that's good. The question needs to be, am I making this decision to satisfy my flesh? Why did I just make the decision that I made? Is, am I making this decision because I'm uncomfortable? If it has to do with the fleshly thing, it's probably not of God. Galatians 5 and 19, 21 says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right? So if I'm trying to discern how to live God, live for God, if I'm trying to discern how to hear God, the very first thing that I begin to have to begin to ask myself is, why am I making the decisions that I'm making? If my ambition is a selfish motive, if my ambition isn't for kingdom, if my ambition isn't for his glory. Right. And I don't know why I'm on finances this morning. The Lord said, yes, you do, because that's where we get mostly screwed up. Right. I get most that we get mostly screwed up, right? Am I making this decision? Am I making this decision? Why am I making, why am I making this decision? Why am I on my own selfish ambition? Am I, on, am I, am I, am, am I hustling? Can I tell you something? I was a workaholic. That that's how I know it's not in your work. You, you, you are talking, 
You're talking to a reformed workaholic. <laughs> you're not, you're not talking to somebody who don't know what she don't talk about or she ain't lived it. You're I, my, my name is Lakeisha Johnson and I'm a workaholic. You're talking to a reformed workaholic. You're talking to somebody that has some, sometimes I had two or three jobs. You're talking to somebody, even when I came into kingdom, even when I walked into ministry full time, I was working 20 hours days. You're talking to a reformed workaholic. And I was working myself into a position and a place that didn't even have anything to do with God. And I remember I was sitting in my room and the Lord spoke to me. He said, I did not call you to work like this. This is not from me because if you're working like this, you're not focusing. You're thinking that it's on points and this and this and this and this, you got to have rest. And you cannot be wise in your own eyes. I need you to read. And I'm talking about, oh, I'm sold out to God. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. He said, if it was by your work, then you would need my grace. And you would need faith. <laughs> if it was you working to get it done, you would not need faith. <laughs> if everything was on your work, your work, your work, you would not need faith. You could not experience miracles, signs, and wonders. And I'm talking about hustle and flow, baby. Hustle. No. And he began to show you. He said, let me lead you beside the still waters. Let me restore your soul. That's a man-made mindset. That's not my mindset. When I set them in the garden, I set them in the garden with everything they needed. All they needed to do was eat and trust me. But they just wouldn't eat and trust me. They wouldn't trust what I was saying. They wouldn't trust what I was doing. They thought it was about so much more. <laughs> you you're talking to a reformed workaholic. <laughs> That's all I knew. Sometimes I had two, three jobs. I missed significant moments with my kids. I missed significant moments with uh, my husband. I missed all these things because I thought I needed to work to get where God was trying to go do. And God was like, no, you need to trust me. <laughs> so when he told me to walk away from my job, I knew he was saying for me, I ain't saying for you because you, you got an, a mountain of influence somewhere. When he told me and pulled me into full-time ministry, I was still trying to justify what he was calling me to do. And so I started working hard for this nonprofit organization, grinding, hustling, all these things. And God was saying, it still ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't what I called you to do. You're missing it. <laughs> you're missing it. I, you're trying to do that for your glory. That is not for my glory. <laughs> that is not for my glory. And so if I do it to the flesh, if I do it for selfish ambition, if I do it for notoriety, if I do it for fame, if I'm doing it for the wrong reasons, if I'm not doing it for the glory of God, then what I'm doing is completely in vain. You can chew on that one scripture right there and start dissecting everything that you're connected to. You can start dissecting relationships and you'll begin to question and say, did I really hear God on this? Right? This is it. So how do we first learn to hear God? These are the few, few things I need to give you today. Let's get over into Romans 10. I'm just telling you, you're talking to a reformed workaholic. I was in grad school, working a full-time job, working a nonprofit or profit organization full-time. And I was letting the world deceive me. To make me think that's what God was asking me to do. And my intentions seemed right and my motives seemed right. But it was not from God. It was not. It was not from God. So I want to read to you um, out of Romans, right? We're going to go to Romans in the 10th verse. And we're going to go to 
the th we'll start at the 10th verse. It says, for with a heart, a person believes in Christ as savior resulting in his justification that is being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly resulting in and confirming his salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to trust in and relies on him will not be disappointed. We've heard that again. Whoever relies and trusts on him is not going to be disappointed. I promise you, I have not been disappointed. I've not been disappointed. I've, I've not, I've not been disappointed. So it says that whoever relies on him and trusts in him has not, will not be disappointed. You're not going to be disappointed in trusting God. It may seem a little strange first. It might seem a little strange first. It might not make a whole lot of sense first, but you're not going to be disappointed. Um, Isaiah 28 and 16, it says, therefore the Lord God says this, listen carefully. <laughs> I'm lying inside a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for the secure foundation firmly placed. He was telling them that Jesus was coming and he who believes, trusts in, relies on and adheres to the stone will not be disturbed or give away in sudden panic. He who relies, believes and trusts in the stone will not be given away in certain panic. So even when something comes, even when information comes, even when whatever comes, you will not be given away in certain panic. Lord, I love you. He says, for there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile for the same Lord is Lord over us all. And he is abounding in riches, blessings for all who call on him in faith and in prayer. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. But how will people call on him and whom they have not yet believed? And how will they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are commissioned and sent for that purpose? Just as it is written. Come on, Paige. Just as it is written remains. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. But they did not pay attention to all the good news of salvation. They only got part of salvation. We only get part of salvation. We think salvation just rests at Jesus dying on the cross and we go to heaven. We miss all the benefits of, of what's supposed to be in salvation in between. He said, but they did not pay all attention to the good news of salvation. For Isaiah says, the Lord who has believed, who has believed our report. I love God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Isaiah 53 and one says, who has believed confidently trusted in relied on and adhered to the message of salvation. So the first part of believing or receiving or hearing is trusting. The first part of this, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He just going to take us through this. He's just going to take us through this. The first part of believing and receiving is trusting. I've got to trust that the word is the word. I've got to trust what the word is said. I've got to understand the word beyond my salvation. I've got to understand what the word says. I got to understand that the word is the governance structure for my life. I'm not going to be able to lean into my own understanding in this season. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to acknowledge my way is the way. The very first part of this is trusting, right? He said, but they did not pay all attention to the good news. So they weren't listening to all the good news. They were just getting hyped off what, what? So sometimes we do that. Come on, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we get hyped. We just get hyped. We just get hyped. Certain word will bring us hype. We just hyped. We don't even hear all the message. We get on the devotional. The Lord has given us divine instructions. And we only heard one word, one in three. And then because of haughtiness or because of pride, we won't come back and listen to the devotional. 
I was listening to a woman, a guy the other day, and she was like, um, you know, all of that don't be for me because I ain't there. And I just got quiet. And the reason that I just got quiet was because I knew I used to be there. I used to be real haughty and pride. I'd be like, oh, that ain't my word. Or, oh, I've already accomplished that. And I didn't understand that every time that I got into the presence of the word, that my faith was being strengthened. And I'm going to back that up in scripture. I'm going to back that up in scripture for you. Romans 7, 10 and 17 says, so faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Faith, faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. But I say they did not hear. Indeed, they have. Right. So when the words go out, that's what I'm just saying. And so we become a nation or a people of understanding of not understanding. We become a people of not understanding because we're not hearing by faith. We're not taking it all in. Repetition is key to learning, Yara. <laughs> if you want your faith strengthened, you got to keep hearing. And anytime the devil is trying to pull you away and tell you, oh, you don't need to hear that. You don't need to listen to that. That's not important. You better press more into the word than ever before. All scripture is beneficial. All scripture is profitable. And so if I'm my very first nugget that I take away from this today. I'm going to have to trust the word. I'm going to have to receive the fullness of the word. I can't extract and take only parts of the word that make me comfortable. Or I'm going to stifle hearing God. I'm going to quench my ability to be able to hear him. If I only hear what I want to hear, I got to trust that the word is 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 the word. I got to I got to trust that the word is the word, right? Because my sp spirit is way more sensitive than I think my soulish things has just been blocking it. John one says in the beginning before all time was the word and the word was with God and the word was God himself. Can we go to Genesis one and one? I like foundational stuff because foundational stuff just secures me to trust Christ in the beginning. God Elohim created by forming from nothing, the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created by forming from nothing, the heavens and the earth, right? You were formed from nothing, right? You were formed from nothing. And then what happens is there are other things that begin to fill, uh, fill us up. We get other things and they begin to fill us up. Other truths, other lies, other deception. Isaiah nine and two says <laughs> the people who walk in spiritual darkness will see a great light. Those who live in the dark land, the light will shine on them. You, O oh God, will increase the nation. You will multiply their joy. They will rejoice before you like the joy and jubilation of the harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil of victory. For you will break the yoke of Israel's burden and the staff on their shoulders. The rod of their oppressor as at the, at the battle of Midian. For every boot of the marching warrior in the battle tumult. And every soldier's garment rolled in blood will be used for burning fuel for the fire. For to us, a child shall be born to us. A son shall be given and the government shall be on his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. There shall be no end to the increase of his government and of his peace. See, that's what I'm saying. That's some truth. So if the government is on a Christ's shoulder, why am I worried about the government? Why am, I, why am I not praying, praying the will of God into the earth for the government? <laughs> there shall be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. He shall rule on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness for that time forward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this.
Can you just admit and say there are pieces to this that I haven't gotten yet? And sometimes because there are pieces to this that I haven't gotten yet, that's why I'm still having a hard time hearing the Lord. Because there are pieces that I, I haven't even gotten yet. There are things that I don't even understand yet. And so the more that I come into revelation and understanding, the more easy it is for me to hear his voice. Right? Can we go back to our foundational scripture for this? And then we're going to go ahead and pray. Can we go back? There are pieces to this. There are pieces to this. There's, there's pieces. There's pieces. Second Corinthians three sixteen and 17 says all scripture is God breathed. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So it isn't that God isn't speaking. It's we aren't listening. Mm -hmm. It's not that God... It's not that God isn't speaking. It's not that God isn't giving you an answer. It's not that God isn't helping. There are just pieces. There are things that you haven't put together yet. They're just pieces and parts in the world. And our soulish selves have been leading us for so long that our spirit isn't sensitive enough to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. John 10 and 12, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. John 10 and 5 says, and a stranger they will not follow, but flee for him. For they know not the voice of strangers. If I know the voice of God, then I don't know the voice of strangers. As a matter of fact, a stranger can't even speak to me. Stranger danger, stranger danger, right? Stranger danger. Stranger danger. When my little kids, when my kids were little and they used to have to sit on the bus, we came up with a code word. And I was doing all the stranger danger teaching. And I said to them, if this person does not have the code word, if they don't have the code word, if they don't know the code word, if somebody walks up to you and says, your mommy or daddy tells you, told you to come with me, but they don't know the code word, then you don't trust them. And our code word is Jesus, not God, because people will say to you, God, this, God, that, God, 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 God. The code word is Jesus. The code word we're looking for is, is Jesus present in their life? And can we eat off the fruit of their tree? Is their fruit manifesting? Not God. Is their fruit manifesting? The code word is Jesus. I love y'all. <laughs> My God, they love you. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. A lot of people are saying, Lord, Lord. A lot, of, a lot of people saying, Lord, Lord. And if you slow down and listen, you'll understand wise counsel versus unwise counsel. Because the code word is Jesus. <laughs> Wow. Tammy suggested that people subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free. You can, you can pause, you can stop, you can go back and you can rewind. You can watch the devotional. You can watch. Yeah. There's many gods, Angela, right? But faith comes by hearing. So I got to be hearing the word, which is why we pray for our eyes to see. And our ears to hear so we won't be clogged up. Right? <laughs> there are pieces you still need that are vital to your hearing. That are vital to direction. That are vital to your discernment. There are key pieces still vital. And it begins with you trusting God. And that I understand really what when Jesus came all that it did. Jesus wasn't just my ticket to heaven. There was so much that happened when he got up and it sealed me to the day of redemption. And if I'm sealed in Jesus, then there's nothing else that can fill me up. I love y'all.
I love y'all. But more than anything, God loves y'all. Will y'all do me a favor? Will y'all just call my name out in prayer today? Will you pause for just a second and just call my name out in prayer today? Just cover me in the blood today. Y'all even have to know to just, will you do that for me today? Will you just, I just got one thing request for you today. Will you call my name out in prayer today? When you hang up from this devotional, will you speak my name into the atmosphere? Will you just pray and cover me in the blood of Jesus today? Will you do that for me? Will you, I'm, I just need, I need you to do that. Will you cover me? Will you take your position and say, let me pause for just a second and lift Lakeisha up. Let me cover her in the blood of Jesus. Let me drive out every force of darkness, every spirit, every assignment and cancel every assignment against her life. Will you stand in faith with me and do that for me today? I, I, I need you to do that for me today. And if you'll do that for me today, I, I love you so much. I appreciate you so much. My God. And I'll feel your strength and I'll feel God's grace. I need that today. If you'll do that for me today. I love y'all. This was such a sweet devotional time this morning. Hey, go get connected to the ministry. LakeishaMJohnson.com. I always forget about partnership. I'm sorry. Will y'all consider becoming a partner with this ministry? I'm trying. Lord, forgive me. I don't want to disobey God because he didn't ask me for that. Right. God will show you what to pray for me. Don't just say anything. God will show what to pray. I always forget about this. Like I always forget about that part. Will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? Will you consider, will you go over to the website and see all the ways that you can partner us with us? Will you consider giving to this ministry? I love you so much, but more than anything, God loves you. Jaquay, I ordered. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. I love you. Go be loved today. We'll be back here in the morning at 5 a.m. We will be back here at 5 a.m. And um, I just want to see the presence of God. Can you believe God for something big to happen for us in the morning as we're learning to hear God? I thank you. I love you. I bless you. God loves you. Love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.